Welcome back to PS We Have Orders, the military spouse podcast, where we hope you can learn from our mistakes. Hi, Perry. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Shannon. How are you doing? Living my best life. Why is that, Shannon? Why are you living your best life? I am officially unemployed. Unemployed! After three plus years of working at my company. I did not leave on bad terms. Just putting that disclaimer out there right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There um, was some dicey moments. There was very dicey moments. And like we talked about in our last episode, I kind of hinted that I was having a little bit of issues with somebody at work. And I really had to sit and sit in my feelings and think of how to handle something professionally because I've never had to deal with stuff in like a professional manner. Because like after working there three plus years, I'm like, I'm not going to set fire to all my hard work right, and lose recommendations over something that wasn't even my fault. Mm-hmm. So I had my exit interview with one of my bosses. And he asked me, like, the spiel, like, how do you like everything? Do you have any, like, anything you want to bring up? Blah, blah, blah. And I gave, like, the normal, like, ah, we could improve on this. But, like, for the most part, I'm like, I really don't have many complaints. I'm like, I, I've enjoyed my time here. Things can be stressful, but I think that's just kind of comes with the job. You know, the normal stuff. Yeah. And then I dropped the bomb that I've been having issues with a particular person at work. Uh-huh. Who was... I would I would definitely say borderline if not harassing me at some points. I saw the screenshots. I would say that was harassment personally or just bullying. Yeah. When adults do it, I think it's just called harassment at that point. Yeah, I think it, I think that's when you transition over when you hit your 20s, it's harassment no longer bullying. Yeah. yeah. And it's really sad because I'm like for the most part I'm very I'm very forward, I'm very I speak my mind. I'm normally very much like I'm not going to allow you to step on me, but I'm like, I'm also in a professional setting, so I can't tell this bugger to bug off. Right, right. So I'm like, how can I professionally do this? I'm like, okay, do you know what? What if I don't engage? I won't mm-hmm. feed into it, so there's nothing to feed on. Give them, give, yeah. give them nothing. Right. Nope, didn't do anything. At one point, finally stood to him going, what is your problem with me? Nothing. I have no, I have no problem. Asked him again. Do you have a problem with me? And I said it louder. No, I don't have a problem with you. But still had stuff to say. Just not Hmm. to my face because he's a classic bully. So, me being who I am, I gathered all of my screenshots of all of these comments and unnecessary comments. And I basically handed them to my boss and said, you do if you wish. I'm done. I'm leaving anyway. So, I really don't care. Right. So, you know, kind of went from there. And it's kind of funny because, like, I don't I don't care what happens up to this point. I, I also – one thing my mom always reminds me is that, like, at the end of the day, what you do in this life will follow you to the next. Sure. Or whatever whatever happens after we die, you know? Yeah. A.K.A. karma does what karma does. So, right. like, I'm not mad. I don't wish them ill. I do wish them a really good therapist, though. That's 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 kind of the end of it. But, like, I'm happy I felt a massive weight off of my shoulders for it because mm-hmm. I was really sitting on the fence if I was going to say anything. Should I just let it go? But I was worried because their behavior, putting my psychology hat back on here. Yeah. <laughs> their behavior just proceeded to get worse. They were like this they with a previous person, with somebody else. They stopped and then moved over to me. And I don't know if it's because I didn't feed into them. I never, like, directly was like, 
you know, like, I, I don't know. There's something I didn't ward them off. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I didn't feed into it enough. I don't Either way, it's not my pro- it's not my fault, though. It's not your problem. It's not my problem, not my fault. It's not your circus. Exactly. So I basically hand it all over and go, do you know what you guys do what you wish with it? Um, beware, though. He's going to do this probably. To- I'm like, I'm unlicensed, but I'm just saying I, tr- I-, I study human behavior. Yeah. And he's just going to get worse. Right. If you yeah, don't nip it in the just, butt now, you have proof because I'm handing yeah. you proof. You do if you wish. And that's how I left. And honestly, I had no complaints. Great. It seemed like it actually bothered my boss. Like, wait, what? how's this been happening? And it's okay. I, I didn't even know. But like, I don't know. I'm I'm not mad about it. I'm happy it's off my shoulders now. And I'm happy that this chapter in my life is closed because I'm I'm promising myself not to work any more customer service. Or resale jobs after this, because I'm in grad school. I need to get my hours for my for, for my degree. Right, right. You need to start focusing on those kinds of important yeah. hours. I, yeah. Yeah, I need to focus on my career, not my job. Right. Exactly. So this is a very nice transitional time in my life. And then also, I miss having colored hair. I know. I know. You guys can't see her, but she oh. has like, I, is this, was this like TikTok hair? I don't even know. But um, her hair it's trendy. is split. It's trendy. It's very trendy. It is completely split Up down the, the middle, middle between like, is I can't tell. Is it black or is it just your normal brown? It's brown. brown. It's just my normal okay. brown. Okay. And then the other half is, it looks bright pumpkin orange, but I know you talked about coral. So There's coral mixed more- in. It's you know more what? corally in person, I'm guessing, than this lady. It's still vibrant orange. Certain certain <gasps> spots it looks corally, certain spots it looks super orange. Uh-huh. Do you know what Sean said? It looks very much like Haley Williams from yes. Paramore. Yes. Like your emo very days. Yes. And I'm I'm living for it. I'm, and I'm living for it too. <laughs> I I won't lie, my confidence just went through the roof. I actually had a kid at the commissary. I will meet first. I think they looked at my hair, got confused, then saw my tattoos, then looked back up. My hair was just like, oh, and I'm like, yes, child, <laughs> come to the dark side. Yes, you will have to post a photo of this hair. I, you can't. Oh, not. yeah. I mean, oh, I plan to. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. I love, I love it. it. I mean, it might be old news by the time this comes out, but that's okay. That's yeah. okay. But um, what's new with you? There has to be something going on. Well, right now, my gym is training for the Murph. Which is like run a mile, three hundred air squats, two hundred push ups, one hundred pull ups, and then another one mile run. Are so you I'm doing, doing that? Yep. <laughs> what? I you can do a hundred pull ups? Not in a row, but I'm gonna break it up. So I'll do like five at a time, and then I'll okay. do like however many, like whatever is that, twenty. If I do five at a time. That's 20 sets of five at a time. Oh, my God. You're psychotic. Yeah. I just, oh, but I love I that. If you see my hands, there's my flesh is falling off of my hands where I've been trying to get my my pull-ups better. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Any tips That's on that? Um, just do it. Be better. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. They're healing nicely. I bought, like, some stuff for rock climbers. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that'll help in the future, it but should. nothing helps with it right now. And I can't really tape it up. Um, and then Will's birthday, his actual birthday was yesterday. And then we're going 
I'm going to say this more quietly. We're going to go to a lake house tomorrow Ooh. and we're going to do like, I mean, there's no boat, but there's a, there's water I can go in. And I'm going to bring the dogs on vacation <sighs> for the first time. It's going to be one night. It's going to be pretty chill, low key. Just I love uh, that though. A couple friends. Yeah. He hasn't, he knows something is happening, but he doesn't know what it is, but everybody else knows what it is. So everyone's yeah. telling him that, Hey, I know what you're doing for your birthday. And he doesn't get to he must know, get so mad. Yeah, I was say he, I can only imagine and how then, grumpy he is. And then my mom bought him a butter churn because he wanted a butter churn. So he's downstairs <laughs> churning butter right now. <laughs> oh my and if God. that doesn't sum up my husband, I don't know what does. He's an oddball and I love him. He's an odd duck. Yeah. He's so weird, but I love Will. Like, he's just... <laughs> He's so special. I love him. So special. Speaking of special, do you want to talk about the NMR? (laughs) All right. So. Yes. What do we do on this podcast best? We. Talk about our lives and complain. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say talk about our lives and complain. (laughs) Talk about our lives and complain. Absolutely. So, Perry. (laughs) Yes. This whole. This is actually going to tie into our topic. I know. Do you like it? I did a good job picking it out. 10 out of 10. So, yes, this is going to be, what are your pet peeves related to travel? Okay. This happens to me every time. And every time? Because when I go home, the airport is super tiny, which means mm-hmm. all the planes are super tiny, which means you never get to have your rolly bag with you. They always will check it at the gate before you get on the plane and they'll check it to your final destination. Like not like pick it up at the, on the bridge. Nay, nay. It is like you will pick it up at baggage claim with all the other people that check their bags. Uh. So my pet peeve is when you know they're going to do that to you, but they won't let you free check your bag the first time. So then you're walking around and you are rolling your rolly bag around all through the first plane and the first airport. And then you get to the second one and then they take the bag from you. And you're like, I'm already sweating yeah that's my pet peeve what about you i feel that uh, <laughs> mine's actually very similar uh-huh so one thing i absolutely hate this actually causes me great anxiety because i'm pro- probably because i'm a control freak uh-huh is that i hate when they overbook the flight so then mm-hmm. the over bin like above your head gets packed and then it mm-hmm. turns into world war three to try to fit your bags mm-hmm and actually, thinking about it now, flashback here, you know, little little, <laughs> little flashback negative one. Um, when we were actually flying back to Okinawa from Connecticut, we were taking I can't I don't I can't remember where we were when we were hopping on this flight, but this old guy starts manhandling my luggage. And at one point I thought he was gonna break it. So at one point I w- flat out was like, Sir, sir. <laughs> Stop touching my bag. Like, that angry your teeth are together growl. And he didn't hear me the first time I said, sir. So I got louder. And, like, remind you, I'm at the window. My husband is in the in the aisle. And this poor guy is just, I shouldn't take that back. This dude, old dude, is wheeling around trying to, trying to like, move my bag so it would fit his bag. But yet my bag was there first. Mind fits within the regulation, so stop touching my bag. And at one point, I thought he was actually going to break off one of my wheels. So at one point, I'm like, I, I looked at my husband, I'm like, move so I can move it. Because yeah. I might end up throwing this old man off the flight. Because yeah. remind you, at this point, flight attendants got in and was like, sir, stop touching the bag. Your bag ain't fitting. 
And it it's, took me. That's so funny to me. When anybody brings all this overstuffed bag and you're looking at it and you're like, there's no way, my dude. Like, there's literally no yeah. way. Or and it's just frustrating. Was, where was I? Where was I going to? I think it was on my way back from Vermont earlier this year. A woman that had handcrafted like a door wreath. Like, it wasn't made of balsam. It was, like, a, like a beachy-themed one with, like, yeah. ribbons and stuff. Cool. And it was, like, I mean, it was huge. It was probably, like, the size of Captain America's shield. So, she has her rolly bag. She has, like, her purse. And she's carrying yeah. this thing. And she just, like, is not paying attention to how big it is. And she keeps hitting all of the other passengers, like, in the face with it. And oh, no. I wasn't near her. She was, like, two in front of me and on the other side. So, I could Thank see goodness. her. Just whacking everybody around her. And eventually one guy is like, put it away or I will take it away from you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She oh, was yeah. Like, it I can't be crushed. I made this. It's like nobody cares. <laughs> Karen, nobody, nobody cares. cares. It was a very Karen moment. For yeah, sure, no. Sure. I probably would have been with the rest of the people grabbing and throwing it off the plane because I, yeah. I will not lie. My fuse is already on the shorter side yeah. to begin with. But for some weird reasons, like, some primal instinct in me triggers when I fly, where I get mm-hmm. very territorial territorial of the space I'm given, which is a two-by-two two box. Right. And when someone starts messing with my two-by-two two box, all all bets are off. Like, I've had little kids pull my hair, and I feel I'm like, touch my head again, child. Yeah. Touch my head again. <laughs> like, it's true. That is pet peeves. That's something I'm going to say later, but when you're flying, you have to establish dominance early. It's like prison. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like prison. No, like it's I said, true, I'm though. just territorial. Yeah. I got a two by two box. Don't mess with my two by two box. Don't come in. It's just, mm-hmm. just don't. I, I will, I will gladly be the person that whips her and going, like, I'm going to say it once. Don't do that. Yeah. And then the second time I have to, I have no problem getting the flight attendant though either. Because I'm not being the one yeah. th- being thrown off. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Let them so, yes. let's save the rest of our ranting for the rest right, of right, this right, lovely. Later, later. Yeah. So, Perry, do you have any shareables? I do! And I'm actually really excited about this one. So, you, we know our friends Lynn and JP over at Mr. Radical, right? So, the Mr. Radical has now grown and has a spinoff podcast Ooh. called Mr. Radical Presents. And instead of a week-by-week, topic-by-topic podcast, this is like each season is one specific thing. Oh. So, this season, it's not a man, it's not Lynn and JP. It's actually Lynn and then my other friend, Amanda. And uh, she's actually using my old mic <laughs> from nice. our earlier days. So, a little crossover there. Their current season is called The C Word. The C Word is, let's see, it is a deep dive into the Institute in Basic Life Principles, a fundamentalist evangelical group that is more cult than church. So, super fun. So, if you like cults Ooh. and you like fundamentalist uh, beliefs, it's definitely a good one. And what's really interesting is you have Amanda, who's a Christian, and then you have Lynn, who I I think is an atheist, is not a Christian. So, you get to kind of <laughs> hear, like, their two different, like, takes on it, and it's just, it's really good. So. I love that. See, yeah. I, I probably would fall more aligned with Lynn. Yeah. What about you? All right, so I have a really fun one. Okay. And like I've said before, um, I grew up as the emo child. I was very much your emo kid in high school. 
Mm-hmm. I loved all the emo music. So my shareable this week is My Chemical Romance, drop some new music. Do yourself a favor. If you were an, e- if you were an emo child, a scene child, whatever, hipster, because we all know mm-hmm. hipster kind of falls under that branch. Um, do yourself a favor. I heard some of it. It was really good. I'm happy with it. Do I think they're going to last and stay back together? Probably not, because they fell apart for a reason to begin with, and that's what I truly feel is when a podcast falls, not podcast, when a band (laughs) falls apart to begin with, and they come back together, I feel like you have a 50-50 chance that they're going to stay back together. It's kind of like couples. Like, if you break up once, like, the chances of working out again, it can, can, but it takes a lot of extra work. There's a lot of trust problems in there. Exactly. So yeah, that is my big one. Um, do yourself a favor. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. we can't play any because I don't want to get strike for copyright. Just sing a little bit of it. No, that's a hard pass. Just do yourself a favor. It's on YouTube. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will never sing on this podcast. So, so, so this week's episode, like we've already pretty much talked about, is just travel. Travel in general. Travel's a pain in the butt. It is. It's fun, but it's horrible at the same time. It's fun if you do it with people. It's not as fun if you do it alone. Really? I don't, I I've will have to say. I travel alone a lot. <laughs> oh, see, I don't mind traveling alone because I travel alone quite a bit myself. And I, I, if anything, I find I travel differently than I do by myself than with people. Oh, for sure. Like, I think I'm very much like a lone wolf when I'm by myself. I don't want you making eye contact with me. I don't want you talking to me. I oh, don't yeah. want you even looking in my general direction. Mm-hmm. If I don't know you, I don't want to know you. Yes. But if you travel with friends, then somebody can watch your bag while you go pee. That's a very true statement. I normally just drag all my stuff with me anyway. Oh, no. If I have somebody I'm traveling with, I'm like, hey, watch my bag. I'm going to go pee. And then if I can't, then you got to bring everything in with you. Yeah. <laughs> But then you don't ever have to agree on, like, where to get food and stuff in the food court. So that's kind of nice. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But so for the for, for the purposes of today, we are going to break this down to two sections. Uh, we were thinking about just doing planes, but they were like, you know what? Let's include some road trips. So They're fun. So hopefully what you can get out of this is we're going to share our least great experience. <laughs> uh, and then some things we've maybe learned from that experience so that you can then take our knowledge and wisdom and apply it to your own lives. Or you can laugh at us because we're stupid. One of the two. You can so. just laugh at, laugh at us. That's fine. I get that. That's I get laughed fine. at all the time. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, Shane, do you want to start with uh, yeah, your gladly. worst road trip adventure? Okay, so this is going to go back to um same year I got married, so 2013. Okay. Um, I was driving from, mind you, this is one of my first times ever dri- ever driving a longer distance by myself. So I was driving from Connecticut to uh, somewhere halfway point between Ohio mm-hmm. and there. So mm-hmm. somewhere in Pennsylvania, like middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. And so we agreed on a location we're going to try to meet in just so we can see each other before, you know, before we actually did our fully move. It was one of those, like, I don't want to say honeymoon, but sort of honeymoon. I don't know. It was just we missed each other and we want to see each other. And that was the only way we can try to not fully travel both ways by ourselves. We just met someone in the middle. Right, right. And so on my way there, I end up having to stop to get gas. Mm -hmm. 
because I have a very strict rule about gas. And I'll mm-hmm. get into that in a little bit. And I stopped to get gas. And it was somewhere yet again in Pennsylvania. And this middle-aged guy who, remind you, had children in the back seat under mm-hmm. the age of 10, probably under the age of 8. Okay. Um, I think I had two or three. I'm literally getting out of my car trying to get my stuff together because I think I went to go inside to use the bathroom and then I was going to pay inside and then gas up or something. Mm-hmm. And he made a comment like, oh, are you going to Penn State? Are you a college girl? Because I was mm. I was 20. Yeah. And I immediately was like, no, please leave me alone. Like dead stare in the eyes. Like, please don't look at me. Please stop looking at me. So my Joe's by myself, mm-hmm. middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so at that time, I drove my really small hatchback car that had pink and black interior plaid seats. Absolutely so you knew it was did. my car. Absolutely, you did. <laughs> and this guy makes a comment about it. He's like, oh, wow, those are really cute. And I'm like, you're a grown man. Leave me alone. Like, mm-hmm. you're being a creep. So I went inside. I remember this is when I realized he had children with him because he was traveling with small children. Went inside, did my thing. And as I was coming back outside, I'm like, hopefully I can beat him back outside because I I, right. I don't think I've ever peed so fast in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, I bolted in. I peed. I came running right back out. And I'm like, if I can pump quick enough, I can get out of here before he comes back out to his car. Like, that's right. where my mind was. Yeah. So... I start, I start getting ready to pump my car. I end up having my mace in one hand and my hand on and hand on the other side pumping my gas because he was on the other side of my car. Do that. And he, I remember he tried to have another conversation with me again on the other side of my car. Luckily, these this old couple pulled up behind me to pump gas themselves, mm-hmm. and they saw how I had mace in one hand. Yeah. And I was pumping and I was staring at him the entire time, but so clearly uncomfortable. And I remember, I think one of, I think it was the old guy was like, hey man, do you need help with something? <laughs> to break it up. And I got in my car and I got out of there so quickly. Yeah. So yeah, that's, and actually I have a really another funny moment. Yeah. Really funny. Related to gas. Okay. It was, I believe, on my way back from the same trip. It was, I don't know, maybe that one or I don't know. Either way, I was driving, I ended up going through New Jersey on my way back. From somewhere. Either way, I ended up coming back. I want to say it was the same one. It could be different. And I forgot. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was even in Jersey. I thought it was in New uh-huh. York. I know where this is going. You already know. Because <laughs> I think I told you, you this. Say. You got yelled and at. <laughs> no, I actually didn't get yelled at. So I pulled at. up to get I pulled up to get gas. Okay. And I literally turned my head away from my like from the from my wheel to grab my purse to get my like wallet out to get my you know get my car to pay for gas. Yeah. And out of nowhere, I go to turn, and there's this dude standing in front of my window, knocking yep. on my window. Yep. And I screamed. <laughs> Full-blown, scared, out of my life, little 20-year-old, like, ah! You know? And he's like, ma'am, are you okay? And I'm like, why are you in my car? Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want any of your selling. And he's like, he's selling gas. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just here to pump your gas, ma'am. And I'm like, wait, why? And he's like... Because all the gas stations in Jersey do this. And I'm like, I didn't know I was even in Jersey. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I got out of my car and they yelled at me. And I ran back into my car. (laughs) I didn't even make it that far. I literally just turned to grab something out of my purse. Mm -hmm. And out of, like, the corner of my eye, I saw someone approaching my car. And I immediately was like, whoa, you know? Yeah. And then heard the knock and I jumped. It was horrible. I'm pretty sure I lost, like, two years off my life at that moment. You may have. 
you may have. I mean, like, when you're a female, young female traveling by yourself, you don't, t- you, in my opinion, you don't take risks. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> and I didn't even know I was in Jersey. So I didn't even know that was a Jersey thing because I didn't even know I was even in Jersey. Yeah. And my mom laughed at me when I told her that story, too. She's like, yeah, you didn't realize? I'm like, no, mom, you no, didn't tell me that. Nobody tells you that until you go to Jersey and everyone's like, oh, you didn't know that you can't pump your own gas in Jersey? Like, no. No. When would that have come up in conversation? Was that was that at driver's school? Because it wasn't in mine. It wasn't in my driver's school. I live near Jersey. Stupid. No. There's one other state, at least one other state that does it. I want to say it's a West Coast state. Like, it's like Washington Who knows? Or it's weird or either way. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. So... Perry, do you have any yeah. good, fun, worst experiences? Yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of one of those things that's funny now. Uh, I mean, I laugh no, at these like, moments, too. Near, uh, there was no pepper spray involved, but <laughs> I think it was Christmas 2011. Me, my friend Amanda, and our other friend, our mutual friend, were driving up from Virginia from school to go back home. And we took our mutual friend's car which was a piece of crap. So mm-hmm. along the way, we had like some small and mechanical issues here and there. We ended up splitting the trip into two days. It was only like a 12-hour trip, but we split it into two days. That's a lot when you're um, young, though. Dyed part of his black hair blue. Like we bleached his hair and then put blue in it and turned a hotel sink blue, which I still feel <sighs> bad about to this day. Um but most importantly, shame. I know. This is also when I learned that you can't pump your own gas in New Jersey because we were having an oil problem. So we like pulled up to a gas station so we could like get out and check out the car problems. And that's when we got yelled at. But that's not the part that sticks out to me the most. The part that sticks out to me the most is none of us had money. Because I think we had to buy, like, more oil or something for the car. Like, it was an expense. It was like a $20 expense that put us over the limit. And then we hit the Washington Bridge in New York, <laughs> which is, give or take, $20. Yeah, it's expensive. And we didn't know that, because that's not the way our mommies took us when they dropped us off at school. So they know. when I tell you we are digging through the cushions <sighs> to get enough change to pay for this toll, because it's like, we can't afford the gas if we go around the toll. So it's like, we just have to do it. And uh, I don't think anybody had credit cards either. So, I mean, not. we were like 18. I was like a yeah. fresh 18. Like I was 18 and one You were baby. Old. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing, guys. If you're going to send your kids to school, give them an emergency credit card, please. Because, yeah. How'd you guys get, did you guys actually have the money for it? Yeah, we got through it somehow. It took like all of my cash and all of Amanda's cash. And then our friend, I think, put the rest on his card. Wow. Like his debit card or something, which was wow. like, he was going to pay for gas for the last like fill up. So I think we made it all the way from New York to home without getting gas. And we he, we were like on empty. Rolling it was, the like, car. I remember it to the point of being like, well, we're only an hour outside of home, so if we run out of gas, one of our parents can bring us gas. <laughs> You're like, if in doubt, we will tap into our resources. Yeah. It Mom. Was not, it was scary. It, traveling without money is scary. I Yeah, I do remember that, like, you had to budget out your, like, how much you're going to pay for gas. Can you even swing that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do. Well, yeah. That rolls into my best advice. Yeah. For road trips, which is plan out your tolls. 
know that they're there. Um, also, if it's pay by plate, that's a great option because that just means you drive right through it and then they send you a bill for it or you can go online, you can pay it. Um, I don't think that was so much a thing, uh, you know, over no. a decade ago when this happened to me, but it is now. Yeah, it's huge now. A lot of the times you don't even stop anymore. They don't really right. have the option to you stop. just keep going. And some of them you don't. If you're going to be going through the middle of nowhere, pre-check out where all your gas stations are mm-hmm. so you're not running out of gas. Uh, this is really obvious, but I'm going to say it anyways. Check your oil level, oil levels and your tire pressure before you begin and make sure you have a spare and a jack and the little handle that goes in the jack. Uh, <laughs> and I know like... I never want to. I never want to check for those things, but you should. Um, a car charger for your phone, just in case. Um, a credit card, some form of payment. Should your car break down and you're in an emergency, um, and find a good podcast to listen to. Ooh. And then, of course, my drink of choice for. Um, Road trips, which I have not been able to find like anywhere recently, is Coke Life. So just get a little Coke Life. And, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! How about you, yeah. Shannon? What's your best advice? So mine's very much similar to yours. Like what I always tell people: if you have like a good length trip you have to do, like you're going through states or you have a really decent hike, make sure your car is not due for service. If it is due, get it done ahead of time. Drop that twenty, thirty bucks, fifty. I don't even know how much it is nowadays in the states. Get your car serviced because an oil change can make or break it. Because God forbid if your car runs out of oil, it has an oil issue, you're you're not getting further. You're done. The other thing is, this is my rule, like life rule that my mom like like hammered into me as like a Mm -hmm. teenager when I started driving was fill up at a half tank. I know it sounds stupid, but always fill up on a half tank. First rule, if you're driving in snow, if you have a full tank, you have more weight in your car, which will help you keep traction. Rule that's rule number one why to keep your car always at a half tank or higher. Second one, if you're driving long distance, there's not always gas stations every other stop. So mm-hmm. if you notice you're like, oh, I'm a little bit of above a half, I'm gonna go get gas. If you see that gas station, just stop and get it. It doesn't it's gonna be cheaper anyway. If you just tap off, you know, just top it off. Mm-hmm. And also, it's less stress. Like I'm one of those people that will have a complete anxiety attack if i'm like i'm between a quarter and empty and i don't know where the next gas station is yeah that to me is an easy panic attack yet again because i'm a control freak also i Hmm. once heard that as a woman it's good to always have more than a quarter of a tank of gas because what if you're followed you need to be able oh god yeah i didn't even think about that Mm -hmm. or honestly to get yourself to like a police station Tip, if you are, think you are being followed, do not go home. Mm-hmm, do true. not show them where you live. If you have to, go to a police station. If you have to, I you should never text and drive, but if you have to, say one of those, hey Siri or whatever you use for your car and go, hey, closest, closest police station, go to a police station because I'm pretty sure most of the time they're going to drive off the minute they, they see you pull into a police station. Wait it out, sure. and then tell the cops, "Hey, I'm being followed by car X or whatever it is." 
since uh, most of our listeners are military spouses, if you're close to base, just go on base. Go right they on have base. Very big guns there. So yeah, go on base for sure. Yeah, if you're military, get on base. Just get on base because there's a good chance if it, they're not military valid, they ain't getting on the. Get, they're not getting on base. That's true. And if they're, they're military affiliated, at least when you're murdered, they'll know who went through the gate right after you. Well. <laughs> Well, what you what you can always do is if they're behind you at the gate, because if they can get on base, just yeah. tell them. That's true. Just tell them at the gate. Be like, hey, man, I saw them swerving or something that will cue them off that he, that he or she or it is doing something you don't like. Yeah. True. Or Say you something. can just pull off right after and just get out of your car and stand next to the people with guns. <laughs> so. Yes. M- moving along. Mm-hmm. Worst experience while flying. Okay, so this has nothing to do with, I guess, my poor planning, other than karma. So one time, uh, Will was stationed in Korea, and he had a TDY to Alaska. And, uh, you know, me living in Maine still, I was like, oh, well, you're going to Alaska. That's so close. Because close. Maine and Alaska are so close to each other. So why don't I just fly out to see you, which is all day of flying, as it turns out. Um, yep. But the thing is, is I didn't tell my employer that I was taking days off. I don't know why. It's like I had PTO. Like, I just wouldn't get paid. So I told them I was sick. And then I got <laughs> sick on the plane. I'm talking the flu. I got a full-blown headache, joint pain, fever, runny nose, nausea, coughing, all of it, flu. And when you're just sitting there awake, blatantly aware of the fact that you have limited options to the bathrooms and to tissues and you can't lay down, you feel every symptom hit you one at a time. And it was awful. All I could do was sit there and feel myself start decaying, uh, and I didn't love it. So that had nothing to do with my poor planning other than the fact that I lied and then karma got me. That's what happens, though. Sometimes you do something. I feel like when you do something, you shouldn't, and you know, like, you know in your heart, I probably shouldn't do this, but you're like, YOLO, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And then later, reality is just like, "Hey, remember that time you did something really stupid last Tuesday? Yeah, now I'm gonna I'm gonna slap you back, and it's only Friday." <laughs> yeah, I know. And like the thing is, like I was so sick. I was only there for like two days. Like of I think it was only one full day, maybe two oh. full days. And I was so sick. Like I couldn't taste anything. I could barely stay awake. The sun never went. The sun never went down. And I was like, <laughs> I just want the dark. Like I have such a headache. Oh, it was terrible. So whole, whole trip was really bad. So. How about you? Oh, my gosh. I actually have something, yet again, very similar. Okay. So, in high school, um, I was part I, I was part of JRTC, so it's Junior junior Recruit, I don't know, Officer Training uh, Corps. Uh, yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah, Either that way. sounds right. I did uh, JRTC in high school. It's actually how I met my husband. Cute, cute. I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And every year, they always did, like, a big senior trip, and then they would always let some of the underclassmen come who were really in good standing. Yeah. So this was our senior trip, which was to Hawaii. So we can go see Pearl Harbor and all that crazy cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So the flight there, remind you, we're coming from the East Coast. Right. And I can't remember. I I, I don't even think, I think we got a nonstop too. I can't even remember. Dang. I, or, we, or maybe we did stop. I, like I said, this was high school. So this was well over 10 years ago. 
I just remember we already were off the West Coast and one of the guys started getting sick. One of one of the guys on our flight started getting sick, which was one of our classmen. Mm-hmm. Getting really, really sick to the point where he basically didn't know what was wrong with him. They ended up asking if there was a doctor on the plane situation. Like one of those moments. Ooh. So we remind you at this point, we were at that weird point in the flight from like the West Coast to Hawaii where turning around was a little bit shorter to turn back Mm -hmm. or try to or try to deal it out and try to make it to Hawaii. So they end up making the decision to turn back around to land in LAX, which is the Los Angeles one. Get him off the plane. One of the one of the parent like one of the uh, supervisors for our trip stopped went with him as well to the hospital Long story short, I'm pretty sure he was just, like, he had an upset stomach. And he was being a baby. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's... If I remember correctly, it was something really kind of, like, dumb that everyone was just like, really, buddy? If it's not malaria, suck it up, buttercup. Exactly. So it was kind of a one of those moments, like, the trip already started really... Actually, the trip got postponed due to something else. Oh so God. the trip was already on rocky terms, and we it's didn't like even think it was going to happen. very final destination. <laughs> Oh, it was very, like, it was real sketch. So the worst part of the flight was actually not even that. Doubling our flight time. No, it was coming back. I remember I just started, um, I was going to be TMI, just started Shark Week. So I was Mm -hmm. miserable. Mm -hmm. I, back in high school, I had severe um, back pains and cramping to the point where sometimes I couldn't stand. Yeah. And I felt like basically there was a small creature standing next to me just punching my sides mm-hmm. and punching my back and punching everything <laughs> anywhere there, you know? Right. I felt miserable, like level 10 miserable. And of course, we had a ungodly long flight ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So I remember there was a there was an issue with seats okay. that I think I couldn't swap with someone because they're like, I don't want to swap because I'm going to be a baby batter or whatever it was. Either way. And then the best part about this is as we were taking off, it was right after we did take off, they were doing the first round of refreshments. Mm-hmm. And I think the person next to me ordered a Sprite. Okay. The flight attendant dropped the whole Sprite on my lap, oh, no. covering me in Sprite. Oh, no, that's so sweaty. I was soaked. I remember my legs being sticky and wet. Yeah. Yeah. And out of all things that bother me is... I'm a texture person. I can't stand sticky and I can't stand gritty. Mm-hmm. Sticky makes me like, I want to go take a shower ASAP or I'm going to mm-hmm. peel off my skin. Mm-hmm. And literally, my pants were sticking to me. My shirt was sticking to me. Gosh. And I had a how many hour flight ahead of me. Yeah. So Neil say the minute I got off that plane, I'm pretty sure I threatened someone's life to get off. I was like, let me off now before, I'm, before I kill somebody. Yeah. And I remember I just like, my mom was like, how was the flight? I'm like, I hate everybody. I want to go home and take a shower. Home. Get me home. I'm yeah. Jump in with all my clothes on. Let's I, go. I just remember I was unbelievably horrible mood. Like I was foul by the end because I was sticky. I was wet. And like, and the worst thing is like, I don't think they could even move my seat. I was just basically told to sit in, in a sprite covered seat. Yeah. yeah. So I was miserable. I just remember being miserable and hated everybody. So yeah, yeah, that was my fir- my worst flying experience. That tops even the long flight to Okinawa, <laughs> which was just long. Yeah, yeah, that's just I mean that's long. Like you get really antsy by the time you're like 
yeah over it but yeah yeah no, winter even got a little antsy by the end she was like i'm done with this mom let me out yeah please please let me out so yeah. there has to be best advice you have to give we have to give some part have- some form of positive after that now I have so much advice, like, so much. And actually, my friend here, she just, she's not, uh, she doesn't fly as much as we fly, so she gets a little bit nervous, so uh, I've was i been giving a lot of flying advice recently. Awesome. The number one thing that I literally cannot stress anymore, I cannot stress it enough, is get the app. If you're flying Delta, get the Delta app. If you're flying American, get the American app. It doesn't matter what it is, just get the app because that's going to have your up-to-date gate information, time information, if it's delayed, where your plane is, where your luggage is, what carousel your luggage is at, get the app. Number that's one. That's smart. Two, if you do check a bag, scan your luggage tag. That way you always have it in case you lose the tag itself. Um, when you get to an airport, whether it's your first airport or if it's your second airport or if you have another connected flight, it's a third. When you land slash when you get through security, find your gate first and then go for food and drinks. Oh, hands down. Because you cannot assume that if you can see four, six, eight, that 10 is going to be right next to it just around the corner. 10 might be in a different terminal that you have to take a bus to. So don't just assume it's right around the corner. Always find your gate first. Always. I do this. I have two IDs. I always have my license and I always have my dependent ID. I always have my debit card. I always have my credit card. So whenever I'm flying, I separate those two things. If I keep my, I usually just keep like my credit card and my license in my phone case. And Mm. then I will keep my wallet in a bag separate. Or if I put one in my backpack, I put one in my rolly bag. That way, if Lord forbid something gets stolen, I'm not stranded without a way to get home. I didn't think about that. So I always split up my money and my ID. Um, this is a safety thing that Will told me about. A lot of airports these days have charging ports. You will have the option mm-hmm. of plugging your USB directly into it or using a pluggy in the block thing. You know, you plug your mm-hmm. USB cord into the block, you plug your block into the wall. Always plug your block into the wall because hmm. you don't know what's on the other side of that USB. It could be any amount of hacking. So never plug your your phone USB directly into something else because you don't know what So brilliant. I yeah. That's super good to know because I have yeah. not flown in a minute. Yeah. Um, I guess on that same note, headphone with wires. Your, you know, your wireless headphones are great and all, but planes, if they offer movies like on the back of the seat in front of you, that's going to be all wire and you usually have to yep. pay $5 for those really crappy headphones. So have one pair of wired headphones. Um, Once you are seated, establish leg and arm dominance early. This is very important (laughs) if you are in the middle seat. If you are, listen, this is how it goes. If you are a window, you get the window armrest and the wall. And you get all the leg space that's in the, the seat in front of you. If you're in the aisle seat, you get the entire aisle and that armrest. And if you're in the middle, you get both armrests. That is how this works. It does not matter who is next to you. I have learned, especially if there is a man man spreading next to you, oh. you just snuggle on up to that knee and you do not let him win. You just, they will get sweaty. Men get sweaty and uncomfortable. They will move their leg. That's what I found at least. Uh, and if they don't, you can just start doing like a nice nervous shake and that'll irritate them. 
So that's oh yeah, bob your knee. Just do that. Bob your knee. knee. Just be like, oh, I'm really nervous on flights. They will eventually get irritated and they will stop the man spreading. So you're welcome. Or they'll get really uncomfortable and try to move their seat. (sighs) Yes, exactly. Um, Remember to download content before you leave your house. Do it while you're on the Wi-Fi. If you can avoid it, do not connect to Wi-Fi in airports. Sometimes you're flying international. That's not always the case. It's not always possible. But if it's domestic, don't connect to the Wi-Fi for security reasons. Um, don't eat trash. Here's the thing. Don't be raccoons. Don't be raccoons. Um, (laughs) your body goes through a lot when you're flying. And if you add chicken tenders to it, it just makes it worse. (laughs) Eat a salad. It put less stress on your body. I ate like trash in airports for like 15 years and then I tried eating healthy and let me tell you what really improves the experience you don't feel like death it's almost like you get like hungover from planes so if you yeah. eat some amount of healthy food and drink plenty of water you will feel less like death yeah all right guys I'm like one third of the way through my advice keep on going go for it all right uh if you are in not an aisle seat please do not be shy to ask people to move for you because it is not worth sitting there nervous that you're going to pee your pants because the person in the aisle seat is sleeping. Nay, nay. They got the aisle seat. That's You have to take on the responsibility of letting people in and out when you get an aisle seat, okay? That's why I never get an aisle seat because I don't want to be bothered. So don't See, be shy. Opposite, I them. like an aisle seat so that I can yeah. get up and go whenever I want. Exactly. Um, yep. Uh, also, it's good for them to get up and stretch their leggies, too. So you're just, like, giving them, you know, you're helping them out. Uh, if you're flying internationally, do not be extra scared. English is a very popular language, and pretty much every single airport that I've flown internationally has English as a language in the signs. So it's going to be yeah. okay. Pack Tylenol, because flying with a headache is bad and hard. Yeah, also, if you end up with pressure issues with your ears. Yep. Exactly. So I always say that it's good to not check a bag because it's the less likely that they're going to lose your luggage. So pack what you can. Pack light. If you're going somewhere like back home, you know there's going to be laundry there. So Mm -hmm. you do not need to pack 27 pairs of underwear for 27 days. You can pack seven pairs of underwear like a normal person. And you will not pee yourself every day, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You got um, this. But also, like, for me, if they are willing to check my bag all the way to my final destination, I will take them up on that because it's free. <laughs> mm-hmm. And especially if there's a lot of, if it's, like, my one flight, no, I won't do that. But if I especially have two layovers, I'm like, all right, then. I don't need this. I'm going to say, and this is a really obvious one, but after a very rememberable memorable experience in the airport is do not watch porn on your laptop at the airport. What? You're not as subtle as you think you are. Yeah. That's my advice. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I just no. It was very. It was. He wasn't even like against a wall. Like he was behind. Like they have double seats. Like seats back to back. 
I just hear like noises and I turn around and there's a man. He didn't even have his. He didn't even have the noise off. No, he was the one going like. "Mm." Yeah, like the Uh. yeah. He had headphones in. It was great. It was maybe. Oh my god, people like that though. Don't watch porn in the airport. I would never want to sit next to them on the flight though, because I feel like that wouldn't stop. Yeah. No. 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 What Um. (laughs) creeps. That being said, don't stress about the little things. Ah. Uh, things like toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, charger can all be bought when you land again. Especially if there's a Walmart where you're going. So yeah. don't like overstress yourself out. Make sure you have your money and your ID and anything else can be mitigated. Basically. Yeah, anything that's replaceable, replace it. Yep. Bring your credit card. You never know what's going to happen. Um, also, this is just a pro tip. Once you get off of your last flight, uh, and if you have to pee, highly recommend you wait for the one closer to your baggage claim because the one right outside of your gate is going to be the easiest. You're going to have to stand in line the longest. If you just wait to like your second or third bathroom op- option, they're usually much less busy. So that's a pro tip right there. Uh, security, slip on shoes, or don't lace them up all the way. Yeah. Um, laptop. Don't worry about being secure. Put it on the outside. That bad voice still has to get scanned separately. And then once you get to your gate, you can kind of reposition it in your bag um, just so it doesn't like get crushed. Um, what else do I got? Oh, hey, by the way, if you bring a bag of coffee with you, that is mandatory that they check that for drugs because coffee can mask the scent of drugs. Oh. So you will get stopped in security. So if you didn't give yourself enough time to get stopped in security, don't pack coffee. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then keep peak travel times uh, in mind. If you're going to be flying out on a Tuesday at 3 p.m., it's not going to be very busy. You can probably walk through security pretty quick. Uh, if it's a Friday morning at 7 a.m., you're probably going to be waiting in line for an hour or so. And that applies pretty much everywhere. So just uh, keep Plan in accordingly. mind. That's it. All right. All right. After I talked 10 minutes straight, what do you got? I feel like you summed up a lot of the things that, like, I would probably suggest. So, big things that I always do for traveling is I always try to pack ahead of time. Like, Mm -hmm. I try to pack, like, not the day I'm leaving, but, like, a day or two before I leave. So, I have time to plan out what do I need to pack? What am I packing? How can it all fit in right Run a load of laundry. This is one of my biggest things is I cannot stand coming home to a dirty house Mm -hmm. after just being away and traveling and feeling stinky to begin with. So I always try to do a good clean, not a deep spring clean, but a clean. And -hmm. then I try to make sure everything is good to go when I come home. Yeah. I can relax secondly, like after my vacation, if that makes sense. Yeah. You don't want to come home tired and then have to clean. Yeah. And then come home to a dirty house and you're like, ugh. Yeah. And you're like, I forgot to do this. Or, like, do all your dishes. Make your sure everything, like, big, big pro trip. dishes in the dishwasher. Ugh. Run that dishwasher before you before go. You Take your trash out before you yes. go, too. Don't clean Always your litter make box. Sure. Put it in your trash and leave your trash. Exactly. So, biggest yeah. thing is washers. Keep them open if you're leaving for a period of time. Because yep. they'll get stinky and musty. Yep. Same thing with dishwashers, too. One big thing for when I travel... I always dress super comfy. It is not a fashion show. It's not like how it used to be way, way back when they first were flying where you had to dress up. So I'm normally that person that shows up to the airport in sweatpants and Uggs, like a real basic bae. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I look super comfy, but I'm also half awake most of the time. Right. Um, I always have issues not sleeping on flights, so I try not to take anything, though, either, because I don't like to be drowsy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just try to make sure I have books with me, because mm-hmm. I'm a book person. I'm not a, I'm not a Kindle person, because I like the feel of a book. Mm-hmm. With um, Apple, um, with Apple Podcast, your phone should automatically download the ones that you already listened to. But if not, download them ahead of time while you're on Wi-Fi, like Perry already suggested. Mm-hmm. I actually like to bring a power bank with me. Make sure that power bank is fully charged before you even leave the house, yep. so that you can put it right in your bag. So, especially like if you're someone who has to fly from one part of the world to the other part of the world, like I tend to do more traveling like that. Yeah. I always make sure I have a power bank with me because I have a phone that's older, so it's going to die a lot quicker than someone's brand new Apple iPhone 5000. It's going to mine's going to die much quicker. <laughs> so I make sure I have a power bank that I can plug that baby right on in. And I'm trying to think um another huge thing that I learned many many years ago especially in Europe you can bring a reusable water bottle, like a metal water bottle if you just make sure it is empty before you go through security. Because and they at worst, have a gonna... lot of spots to refill water bottles, and exactly. especially because it's like six dollars for a bottle of water. Exactly. This is another big thing for me: is I always try to make sure my luggage, if I if I have to check it, I always make sure I have something weird on my bag, so I know it is my bag. Yeah, mark your bag, or mine exactly. is bright pink and purple, so it's pretty easy to spot. But if you yeah. have a black bag, even just like. A, like some duct tape on it or yeah mat, you know anything on it something that will distinguish your bag from somebody else's so no one accidentally gra- a- quote-unquote accidentally grabs your bag right exactly um i always say give yourself way more time than necessary for security because there's going to be times that you could walk through security in two minutes and then there's other times that you'll be sitting in security for 45 minutes right. and your feet are going to hurt you're going to be tired you're going to be annoyed because someone's kid screaming it's just how it is um, pro tip for military. Huge pro tip. Use those USOs. Mm-hmm. Especially in long Please. SeaTac has a beautiful USO because you want to know why? Because everyone has to go through Seattle if they're going to Japan or Okinawa, Korea, any of those. They're all going to have to go through Seattle anyway. So use the USOs. They are there for the military to use. I believe they'll ID check you or you have to sign in in some form way so they know you're military affiliated. Yeah. But please use them. I know when we flew in and out of Seattle last time, I remember there was an actual sleeping room mm-hmm. that's purposely no lights. Yeah. Like there's lights up. They had to turn on when they can. But like there's beds in there or there's like cots so that you can just literally crawl in there. If you have like six hours of a layover, you can just crawl in there and just mm-hmm. conk out. And it's meant to be a quiet space. So like no one's allowed to bring their screaming kid in there. And with yeah. the, when you're flying rotator, you have to be there like six plus hours before the flight even is ready to take off. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So like, it is it is unbelievable. And another great fun thing, I don't know how it is in the states, but for here, for military to fly rotator, you have to have a negative COVID test. That was a good so pro tip. Need, yeah, so please make sure that is planned, that is booked, and that is accomplished. Mm-hmm. And if you're asymptomatic, they don't care if you've been vaccinated or not. You still need to have a negative COVID test. Yeah. Obviously, that makes a big difference. You know, if things change or blah, blah, blah like restrictions right. are going to be different if you're vaccinated or not. But that's not the point. If you need to get stuff done, get it done. Don't be stupid. Don't wait till the last second. But normally the active duty member can book all that because that's how that's how my husband's been doing stuff. He just yeah. does all that himself. 
Yeah. But yeah, um, Tricare Online posts all those things. I had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> Tricare <laughs> Online posts all the results there for you. And if you don't have a Tricare Online account, get it before you have to do this a good week before. Because if it's not allowing you to log in, which, hi, how are you? I had that issue. Mm-hmm. Finally got it figured out a couple, like less than a week before I needed to use something like that. Yeah. So if you can, get your TRICARE online account going. So if you do need to get, like, a COVID test before you have to fly, like, a negative one, you can literally click in, see it, and then print it off, and you're done. Perfect. Super easy pro trip if you're military. Yeah. If you're not military, follow the regulations for that area. <laughs> That's all I got to yeah, say. Which is, like, everyone has none right now. Apparently. It's like, do you want to get on a plane? Go ahead. That's the new regulations. But um, do you have anything else to add on this? No, just um, safe flights, make good choices, remember that germs still exist, and thankfully we all have an abundance of masks now, so if you feel more comfortable wearing one, do it. This does conclude season three, which is very exciting, so we're not really taking a whole lot of a break though, so make sure you tune back in, I believe in two weeks. We'll see. Give or take, yeah. Tune back in shortly. We'll post about... We'll post about it. Yeah. Thanks again, guys, for another great season. And we'll talk to you later. Yes. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to P.S. We Have Orders. If you want to reach out to us, please send us a DM on Instagram at P.S. We Have Orders Podcast. Or you can always shoot us an email at P.S. We Have Orders Podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you can leave us a review wherever you listen, we'd really appreciate it. Until next time, guys.